Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is basically everybody holding cryptocurrency today. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Aaron. Today on the show, cryptos bloodbath coming up today on the decrypt daily what's up everybody today is monday january 11th 2021 and what a weekend what a weekend i don't know what's gonna happen i want to tell everybody it's gonna be okay i want to tell everybody that we're gonna bounce back to new all-time highs again but you know honestly everything is uncertain from this point on it is and nobody can tell you otherwise look i can be bullish i am bullish I saw this during 2017, and I know the patterns. I know how this can look, and I know how this can feel. That's what's making me feel better. But if you're a person that just bought at $40,000 Bitcoin, you might be wondering if you just lost your money. Well, this is what happened during 2017, and I'm just going to use this as perspective. Now, this is not financial advice. This is not me being bullish, and this is not me being bearish. I'm just going to tell you what it felt and looked like at that time. I keep telling everybody the same story about me sitting in class and watching my $50 Ethereum move all the way up to 263 and then come crashing back down to 80. I remember holding a shitcoin that I bought for, I don't know, like 80 cents and it going up to $20. I remember the multiple times I saw Bitcoin through 2017 go up to 2000, then back down to 1300, go up to 4000, then back down to 3000. I mean, I saw these jumps and these jumps were major. And I have a tweet thread that I'm going to read for you after the crypto prices that might put it in better perspective or give a kind of point of view of what could be happening. But this is not unnormal, nor is it unexpected. Look, these are major drops. I mean, 20% across the board. I'm going to tell you the crypto prices in just a second. But it was expected. Do you think that we're going to go from 20,000 Bitcoin, which is the all-time high, all the way up to $41,400 Bitcoin without a pullback? Do you think that we're just going to keep climbing to the moon and never see a drop back, a correction? No, that was impossible. And yeah, we saw it go from 41 to 36, 41 to 37, and then bounce around in the channel between 40 and 39, just 39, 40, 39, 40 for days. That's not corrections. That's just Bitcoin bouncing between resistance and support. This is a correction. And by the amount of gains that we had over such a short period of time, this seems healthy, but we're going to have to wait and see. I don't know. Let's take a look at these crypto prices to see the damage that has been done. And I will get to you more information, more tweets, hopefully some condolences for people that's been hodling (laughs) and didn't take any gains or some people who bought up at the top. I personally do not think that this is even close to being over, but it also could be. Let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 10:32 Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is sitting at $32,699.19, down 17.7% 
from yesterday. And yesterday's price was 39700 and the day before that was 41.3. We've had some substantial losses of around over 21%. But I want to put this in perspective. The last time we saw $32,000 Bitcoin was the 5th of January. The 5th, six days ago. So we're, we're never doing good in terms of the grand scheme of things. Ethereum, 1,1957, down 22%. Litecoin, 129.73, down 25%. Again, the last time we saw that price was the 2nd of January. Chainlink, 1388, down 18.7%. Again, that was the 5th of January. And XRP, who's had a rough couple weeks, so we're not even going to talk about when was the last time we saw 27.5 cents, which is down 17% from yesterday. XRP is in its own camp of its prices. It has its own thing going on. Total market cap for all of cryptocurrency is $896.9 billion, down 17%. Again, last time we saw this price, the 5th of January, with a BTC dominance of 68.5%. I want to read you this set of tweets from Kane.f. I thought it was just interesting the way he's looking at this. You guys can take it with a grain of salt. Actually, please take it with a grain of salt. But here we go. For those of you trading in 2017 or earlier bull markets, this may be obvious. But these kinds of corrections are typically driven by overleveraged longs, not whales dumping on you. That hasn't started yet. Let me break down why it happened and why it's worse on the weekends. I should probably have data to back this up, but I haven't kept up. If there's anybody who has data for this, please let me know. He's happy to be wrong. Firstly, in an early bull market, you have some OG hodlers taking profit around previous all-time highs. They have learned their lesson in quotes, and they're trying not to get wrecked like the last time. Once they finish taking some profits or hedging, they are riding this up to multitudes of the previous all-time high. For example, I, Kane.F, sold around 5 to 10% of my F into stables between $500 and $1,200 Ethereum. Over $1,200 Ethereum, you would need to claw it out of my cold, dead hands before we hit 3K. If we don't get there in this cycle, but I think we will, then I'll just keep hodling. You know, I know a lot of people who did the same. The problem with this is that new money is coming in and pushing the price up is highly leveraged. And the people with the most conviction are mainly hodling. And so while they might be buying some dips, they probably don't have the dry powder to soak up huge liquidated positions. That's why when you get these very sharp corrections in a bull market, it is not people who held for years suddenly capitulating in the direction of a bull market. It's just longs being liquidated or delevered. There's quite a lot more to this tweet. I'm not going to read it all to you because he's connecting a lot of things from the past, you know, linking other tweets in. Plus, it's just a lot to read. I suggest look in the show notes, click it here for yourself, read it through. This is a pretty good opinion about what is happening right now. And hopefully you can take some solace in it. And in other news, Bitcoin custodian backed will become a publicly traded company. According to announcement today, the company will be valued at $2.1 billion dollars. Bact is merging with VCP Impact Acquisition Holdings in a deal that result in combined company called Bact Holdings, which will be listed on the New York Stock Exchange. The company also stated that it's already working with Starbucks to enable customers to reload their Starbucks cards. Bact currently supports over 30 loyalty program sponsors and over 200 gift card merchants. The firm plans to widely roll out the Bact app in March. Kim.com somebody that is pretty irrelevant but we're going to talk about him anyway 
Kim.com officially joins the Bitcoin Cash movement. The controversial political activist has long been involved with the Bitcoin Cash community, but now wants to make it more popular. He tweeted, I'm here with, yes, he said here with, I'm here with officially joining the effort to make Bitcoin Cash the leading electronic cash solution in the world. I will help accelerate the use of BCH with real world and online vendors to increase their user base. I know how to do this. Join me. So this is the point where I put my two cents in. First, I want to know what Roger Veers thinks. Because Roger Veer, he's a smart guy. He could be controversial. People could disagree and agree, you know, whatever. I don't care. But he's a hard worker. He's always believed in Bitcoin and his own vision of what Bitcoin should be. And I respect the hard work and the dedication he puts to crypto ecosystem. But also, since he is a smart guy, does he really want Bitcoin Cash to be tied to Kim.com? In my opinion, for something like cryptocurrency, if you want mainstream adoption, the more stable, more secure, more trustworthy names that you put into the crypto space, the crypto ecosphere and the movement, you're going to just get more, I guess, qualified or quality representation that will push it to a more stable and more respected place in the financial world. Uh, Kim.com, I don't know if it's that person. And also, it's always interesting who jumps on the bandwagons of any cryptocurrency or any movement when Bitcoin or crypto price goes up. When it's down, everybody's silent. Nobody's there. When it goes up, now it's the next best thing, and I'm part of the movement. Where were you in the bear? Where were you when Bitcoin was at 3000 You were nowhere to be seen, but now, but now... Of course, it's the next best thing. Same thing with all those ads on YouTube talking about how to become a millionaire on Bitcoin. Watch out, everybody, for the sharks in the ocean. The UK's FCA gives five reasons why to be wary about crypto assets. And to tell you about that is our boy, Scott Cipollina, writer for Decrypt. The Financial Conduct Authority, which is the UK's financial services regulator, has issued a list of five concerns that consumers should keep in mind when they're dealing with crypto. Uh, the first is, is consumer protection. The FCA says some investments advertising high returns based on crypto assets may not be subject to regulation beyond anti-money laundering requirements. The second is price volatility, which we've seen over the last 24 hours as it relates to Bitcoin, uh, significant price volatility in crypto assets, combined with the inherent difficulties of valuing crypto assets reliably place consumers at a high risk of losses, the FCA said. Uh, third is product complexity. The complexity of some products and services relating to crypto assets can make it hard for consumers to understand the risks. There is no guarantee that crypto assets can be converted back into cash, the FCA says, and converting a crypto asset back to cash depends on demand and supply existing in the market. The fourth concern that consumers should keep in mind is, or rather, are charges and fees. Consumers should consider the impact of fees and charges on their investment, which may be more than those for regulated investment products. Last concern that the FCA advises for consumers is marketing materials. The FCA says that firms may overstate the returns of products or understate the risks involved. These are all concerns that I would say are valid, but they're also concerns that aren't, you know, this isn't breaking new ground essentially. This is something that, that investors should really already be aware of. Dan Larimer announced his resignation from the position of Chief Technology Officer on the crypto project Block One. He's been getting increasingly vocal about freedom of speech. His blog post drops hints of a more political career turn. As we all know, Dan Larimer is the guy behind Steam, BitShares, EOS, and more. He is pretty much all crypto. And now, he seems like he's going to go full on 
on politics. Yu Signal said Tesla CEO Elon Musk after WhatsApp announced changes to his privacy policy. Basically, WhatsApp is now giving all its data to Facebook, its owner. Signal is currently the top free app in the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. The Messenger uses end-to-end encryption to protect its users' data. And finally, an announcement about the U.S. public debt. It rose by 20% within a year, surpassing the GDP by 30%. In 2019, the debt stood at $23.2 trillion. And by December of 2020, the debt was $27.7 trillion. Let's just watch how this goes. In February of 2020, the debt was $23.4 trillion. March, $23.6 trillion and grew to $24.9 trillion by April. In May, it was $25.7 trillion, and then grew another 2.8% to $26.4 trillion. In July, it was $26.5 trillion, and then moving into August, where there was a slight growth to $26.7 trillion. September, $26.9 trillion, and then by November, it was $27.4 trillion, coming to today at $27.7 seven four trillion dollars so what is the point of all this who cares if we're in higher debt well higher debt to the gdp ratio is a great risk to the united states economy the debt could absorb much of the investors money that borrowers would have trouble raising cash at affordable rates additionally if the debt continues to rise more than the gdp there might be a depressed economic output more interest payments flowing out of the united states to the foreign debt holders it will consequentially increase the risk of financial crisis where investors will raise interest rates and demand to fund the debt. Now the question is, how does this play into Bitcoin? <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. We already think that a new stimulus package is coming, which will raise the debt even more. How will that money flow? Will it be in US dollars where we know that there is going to be inflation coming? People are calling for hyperinflation. Now what does that mean? Well, the Fed says, you know, we're around two and a half, three percent for inflation right now. But I've also heard that the real inflation is around 10%. I don't know what this is going to mean in the future. I don't know what all the printing of this money is going to mean for the United States economy, how it's going to hold together. I do have faith in the United States economy. I do have faith that everything will be held together because everything depends on it. It will be held together, even if by a shoestring. But what is the long-term results? How will we see the ebbs and flows of the market? How will we see the valuation of money? And how will we see money, fiat, getting hedged against this inflation and will they be using gold, stocks, bonds, or Bitcoin? That is yet to be seen. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. It was a sad weekend, a sad day of news, but I hope that we will have better news for you coming in 2021. It's been a hard first 11 days of 2021, but keep your head up. And if you want to come on the show and talk about your hodling experience as an average consumer, as an average hodler, email me at MatthewAaron at Decrypt.co. I'll see you tomorrow. Happy hodling, everybody. Oh, and by the way, I want to say thank you to Mogus928, Hank Sinatra Jr., and Will 214 for the comments on the show and the happy birthday wishes. Happy hodling, everyone. <laughs>